Kathy. It's a it, yes, Boogie. <laughs> Kathy, are you ready for magic? You know, we're talking perfectly normally. I always know when you hit you record because suddenly you go, Kathy. <laughs> Kathy. Kathy. <laughs> Yes. I always have this sneak up on you and like have yeah. some sort of some sort of dirty naughty information thing. <laughs> Kathy, I got a secret. Oh my I'm god. I'm going to poke you in the vagina. Don't poke me in the vagina or the bum. Well, I know you're definitely not an anal person, so This is very very true. So, but I'm still holding out hope. The last time we did a show, you were literally on the verge of dragging your horny crotch across the floor just to get some action. You know what? Uh, you got to rephrase that. I was not literally dragging my vagina <laughs> on the floor. You were like a dog wiping its ass. You're like, oh, it causes <laughs> friction. The floor at least wants me. <laughs> oh, my. Goodness. And then you bark because you're a dog person. <laughs> I am just dragging my vagina. (laughs) (laughs) You're all rolling up like balls of carpet and T-shirts and stuff, creating like a bumpy floor, drag your vagina Uh, obstacle course to give you like different sensations. That's it. Make sure that all the listeners hear that. So any potential suitors just say, that's it. I'm out. That's it. No. (laughs) Potential suitors are like, this bitch is going to be easy to please. That is a, that's a big trip with some, some of us, uh, more giving non greedy guys. Oh my God. There's, I mean, that's cheat codes, you know, cause it's like, sometimes it's a little stressful when you're like, you really want to make your partner feel good. And then sometimes, you know, you have those doubts of yourself and am I going to stay hard long enough? Am I going to last long enough? Am I going to hit the right spot? Blah, blah, blah. And then sometimes when there's that woman who's like, look, just blow on my arm and I'll come, you know, some, oh, sometimes. That, that- that is just a horrible thing. Basically, what you're saying is that I am such a fucking dumpster fire that I'll take anybody. Just take all comers, man. Take all comers. You mean you're not? No, that's true. You're right. <laughs> but still, a <laughs> friend would at least be nice about it. That's not. Well, I'm not saying. Well, no. The whole idea is. To the guys that are wanting to uh, pleasure Kathy, which we now know there's a bunch of them because they email. So we we want to let them know that, hey, now it's going to be good. You know, Mm -hmm. Kathy is really in that place. So it's not. I am highly motivated. That's what we want. Pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. Do you (laughs) want to help Kathy nut? Help a host nut fund. The help a host nut fund. Go nut me. That's the new. That's the new fundraising website we're going to start. Kathy's go oh, nut me account. So sad. <laughs> Fine, let's start a show. The show you're about to hear is for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. That means you don't have to listen to it. But if you're curious. Here we go. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? The birdie podcast. Care that your desires might be strange? The birdie podcast. Come and join our kinky world of play. The birdie podcast. And welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the human mind. 
Recording live from an altogether different Zencaster. I'm Kathy. Help me nut. I <laughs> Kathy, go nut me. I am Count Boogie. I am. I'm telling you, Kathy. It's got to be on its way. There's well, n- the sheer the the law of averages is on my sides here. Yes, right here because there's only so far you can go without somebody out there hitting on you so the sheer numbers indicate that i've i've got i'm gonna get laid soon i think that is a healthy level of optimism i mean it's like thinking of you know planets that are like earth in the galaxy and in among all the galaxies you know there's that habitable goldilocks zone and that you know that's not too close to the sun not too far from the sun and that's kind of like your vagina is in that hmm. habitable zone right now. Yeah. And there's a lot yes. of other solar systems that could start bumping into you. You know what I'm saying? Planet Vaginus. Planet yes. <laughs> we have two listeners left. I don't care. I don't care. Let me show you how much I don't care, Kathy. Okay. This is the show where I don't care. I have never played a break from my radio show. You know, I'm in Texas and I'm doing that radio show. They're actually paying what? me a modicum of money. Tell the listeners what you mean by break. But, oh, when you say a break, that's like when the DJ goes on the air and says, blah, 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 blah. And then they say the name of the station a couple of times and then it uh, goes to commercial or into another song. That's called a break it. or you know, a segment or whatever. But usually it's just called a break. So my job at this station, I'm the drive time guy from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. You are now going to learn my because I don't care anymore, Kathy. I don't care. Just huh. don't care if people huh. know who I am. And I don't think my boss cares. And it's such a it. Kathy, well, I, look, go ahead. While I while I appreciate this, I just want to make sure that this is not a self sabotage exercise no no kathy because okay. there's nothing to sabotage well i'm just saying i don't want this to be like boogie secretly thinking i'm gonna say i don't care i don't have anything left to lose when in reality boogie knows that this means he's gonna get fired no and if i get fired uh, I, dude come on listen here's why okay I've done uh, probably a total of five months of breaks for this show. That's five days a week, eight breaks a show. So that's 40 40 breaks a week, 160 breaks a month, times five. I have done hundreds and hundreds of breaks, giving out emails and phone numbers and whatever. I have never gotten one response. Uh from anyone and it's corpus it's a fairly big city they're listening but nobody gives a fuck about me i love the way you say it like you're in prison i've done five months five months of time well (laughs) and you're 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 like this times this like you're making little notches on the concrete cell it kind of feels like it so i do if you don't get any reaction then you're like, I'm busting my ass. I'm trying to write jokes or say something funny. You know, I, it's it's a weird situation at this station. And it's a, you know, uh, Kathy, mm-hmm. today I get mm-hmm. an email from my boss <gasps> and I got my first reaction what? from somebody that wasn't my boss or people at the station. And they they like me. They think I'm real, you know, whatever. 
Um, but no listeners actually call the station and talk about me or whatever. This was the first time I got a reaction. Kathy, uh-huh. it wasn't a good reaction. Oh, no, 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 no. So I'm just going to go ahead and play the break. 106.5 Bandango Radio, new alternative first. I am Zane Malone. And today is National Potato Day and National Men's Grooming Day. So, of course, my fine Bandango listeners, in the spirit of efficiency and following FCC guidelines, this morning I sat on the toilet and shaved my potatoes. Which, as you get older, they kind of start to look like that. But now, my potatoes are a tasty dish. But unfortunately, nobody wants to come to dinner. Sad face emoji. Whatever. Enjoy your potatoes and good grooming habits while keeping it right here on the Worldwide Bantango. Spooky. So. Shave potatoes. So, Kathy, apparently there is an elementary school. Oh, my God. That keeps my station on in the office. This is why. Okay, I don't give ahead. a shit. So my boss texts me and he's and he's like laughing, like he's totally laughing because he knows me. He's no, I've known this guy for twenty years, and he's like, uh, "Hey, let's, yeah, maybe." Uh, oh no, no, no! <laughs> boogie, boogie, boogie! What were you thinking? My first reaction, because I, I just, you know, sometimes I just, I, I knew when I turned it in. I said that one might be a little much, but I don't care. Don't care. So from now on, I have to be like Mickey Mouse and I'll be all, oh, hi, kids. I'm Mickey Mouse. You know, the last I time did. I was getting fucked in the ass by Hitler. Okay. It was a great day. <laughs> Bandango. Why you got to go, go to extremes? It's either shaved potatoes or Mickey Mouse. Why can't it be somewhere in the middle? I guess it has to be. I don't know. I just thought that shit was funny. My first oh my reaction God. got yelled at by... In elementary school. What have you been mm-hmm. up to, Kathy? I would have loved it if they wrapped you on the knuckles with a ruler. <laughs> I bet you on my <laughs> on my nutsack, on my shaved potatoes. <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like you're acting out like a child does when they don't get enough attention. Yes. Yes, Kathy, that is a great observation <laughs> and actually Uh-oh. pretty damn accurate. Oh, no. When beepy listeners don't send questions, Kathy's butthole feels the tension. She must go to Reddit. Kinky posts and fucked up problems. Kathy gets our shit on Reddit. On the way, we try to solve them. Kathy, what's going on on the Reddits? In the Reddits? Well, we... That's right. I said it. I meant it. I read it. I read... <laughs> A post that made me see red because I was so angry when I read this. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you and the listeners a heads up right now. This is a pet peeve of mine, and you're gonna hear me get all up in this motherfucker's face because I hate it when people do this shit to me. So I'm just giving you that warning. If you don't want to hear Kathy going off on somebody, you know, fast forward to the next segment or something. I am putting on my helmet right now. Put on your helmet and get in the game. All right. This is a dude who wrote a post that I'm just going to give it the title because I can't do it justice by paraphrasing it. It's called, my wife is giving me the, quote, you pick a place to eat treatment in the bedroom. (laughs) So I kind of have to figure things out on my own. Right away, I'm like, oh, no, she didn't. (laughs) That is your peeve. I have heard this. (laughs) Yeah. So apparently this is a woman that they've been married a, a while and- she wants to try being a sub 
but he he flat out says he doesn't trust her because communication on her part and these are his words absolutely sucks now he he tries to make it sound better by saying you know i'm not blaming her she just she all the excuses i've heard she can't put what she wants into words she just describes the feeling but not any scenarios bullshit like that so his problem is he that he says that she that she says she enjoys the idea of being a sub, but he's not sure if she's going to enjoy the reality of it. His final end of the post is I'm afraid I could ruin a potentially fulfilling fetish for her. If I don't do it right. Ah, that is Mm. a genuine and very, very honest and valid concern Mm -hmm. because and first off, I'm going to start off, Kathy, because mm-hmm. I know you and I are on the same page with this, and we've yeah. seen this work disastrously in our own relationships, in our own communications with our partners. But without being fuddy-duddies, sure, this can technically work sometimes. The go ahead and try some shit and let's see what happens. That can work and you know if there's good chemistry and maybe if you guys know each other a little bit and you know maybe can eyeball when something's not going right yeah sure sure it can work but a lot of times it can also do exactly what this guy says and make your partner completely turn off Mm -hmm. to anything kinky because you have no fucking idea what they are into. Neither do they. And it can go bad. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Was that it? Are you done? (laughs) Yeah. That's where you start off. (laughs) No, no, that's I, I, and then I kind of, you know, I pull my head down and I draw my fingers closed and I go, and Kathy, (laughs) well i think you know what i'm gonna say this is this is a fucking deal breaker for me if 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 i um if i wrote a book about the seven years i was with the shithead uh it would be entitled uh don't withhold information from kathy or you will have to endure her wrath and nobody withholding, wants to do that. No, no, no. Withholding information is the mortal sin in Kathy's book. Uh, and what's especially worse is when people do it um, by hiding behind the, I'm just shy, I'm introverted, I have problems with communication. No, you don't, motherfucker. You're being <laughs> fucking lazy. You don't want to put the work in. You don't want to step out on the limb. So you've learned that you can quite nicely hide behind that. Now, I'm going to say again, what you're hearing is my years and years and years of having to deal with people who do this very thing. I have nothing but sympathy and empathy for people who actually have behavioral or personality issues that keep them from being able to communicate effectively. So that's not what I'm talking about. Unfortunately, in my experience, I have encountered an overwhelming amount of people from coworkers to friends, to family members, to intimate partners who simply don't want to fucking do the work. And so they sit back and they hide behind those words. I'm just shy. I'm introverted. I don't know how to communicate. And that to me is, well, you may as well relabel that as I don't respect you, Kathy. I don't think enough, well enough of you to give you the things that you need in order to have an effective relationship. And I don't put up with that shit. And I 
don't forgive it easily. You want to you want to make me your enemy for life is to do that and not apologize and instead make excuses because it is it is my number one rule and it is something I don't put up with. So when I hear something like this where the guy actually the entire post he's being he's trying to make light of it. He's actually making a few jokes and trying to be funny about it. But the bottom line is you've got a really sucky communicator as a wife. And there's no denying that you can sugarcoat it any way you want. And you don't have to be a good communicator. If you know that going in, you walked in with your eyes open and that's fine. But what's happening is this dude is going way overboard and trying to take all the fucking responsibility on himself and giving her a pass every fucking time by just saying she can't help it. That's just the way her mind works. And that kind of pass that people give to others is what pisses me off. Don't give her a path pass. Just call it what it is. She's be- behaving in a cowardly way. I, I don't like calling people cowards because I don't think people are cowards across the board. I think that they behave in ways that are cowardly. And he is giving her a pass every time. And he's the one who's going to suffer because he's going to do something just like he says in which she it'll ruin it for her or it'll harm her in some way. And he'll blame himself for it when in reality she has nobody to blame but herself. So, Kathy, it sounds like you have some uh, relatively articulate, strong and well seasoned feelings. (laughs) About, I've got some issues about this. <laughs> the whole time I'm just sitting back just going, ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> and I am a little more optimistic and lighthearted about this. You and I are both the same. I can't be in a relationship with somebody that can't once again, just like you, I I surely understand people with difficulties in communicating that acknowledge that difficulty. And then you're like, okay, well let's take the adventure. You're worth it. Let's work on this. And if someone's willing to work on that communication, regardless of kink or, or your sexuality, but just that communication in that relationship, understanding that that is really the only way to have a relationship with someone like me, then I'm willing to work with you. I'm willing to go through that process bit by bit. If you're willing to put in the effort, I'll put in some effort. If you are not willing to put on in that effort, then we are done. There is no, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't have any time for that. I don't have any ability to do that because just like you, I've never had any experience with somebody of my personality of that going well. If you can be with somebody where minimal communication is required and you have kind of, you know, you just don't have those needs to have that level of intimacy with someone. They, op- you know, find your mate, find your, uh, you know, find your happy place. But for most people, that doesn't work. When you are going into kinky play and you are taking big risks, you are taking physical risks, you are taking legal risks, you are taking risks of triggering traumas or creating new traumas. You know, you have to communicate through that. Otherwise you are going to be in danger of those things going bad. It doesn't have to be a lot of communication. And of course, once you get to a certain point to where you understand, 
okay, this is your pain threshold because you can start in and be like, oh, okay, well, it's a smorgasbord. I guess I'm going to ball gag you, tie you up, and then dry anal fist you and cut off your hair because maybe I think you like that. That's an extreme case, obviously. But if you don't have some basic information, then it it can and will go bad. And then the burden is on him. Yeah, and he's kind of enabling. Exactly. At that point, you just start making excuses for somebody, and that just becomes you're enabling somebody to keep pushing you in that awkward situation. Because going back to the play, risk-aware is not ignorant and unaware. Those are two different things. Right. You can't be risk-aware without knowing the actual risks of each activity. If you have said, okay, well, I'm going to try some spanking with you, okay, and they're willing to at least let you know through each of those types of play what they like and what they don't like, okay, fine, you can get to a point to where you can build like your buffet menu and then just kind of go for it. But without that basic communication first, you really run the risk because I'm just, you're just now assuming that this person is going to know what I like. I just, that's, I don't know. I won't do it. I just won't do it. Well, I agree. I think you got, you and I are both on the same page. I think the only difference between us is that, um, I, I just have such an overwhelmingly negative experience with this that I, I tend to go a little crazy and, uh, not put up with even a small amount of it. And, and I think the reason is that I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, I, I'm willing to go along and to help 100% if you are on board and you want to tackle your issues with communication. I, I'm not that big of a hard ass. But it's when people dig in their heels and refuse to move from where they are and expect someone else to do the work in which I become absolutely livid that they're taking the lazy, selfish way out. So that's yeah. it. Fuck them, man. Kinky world news is sometimes cool and sometimes fucked up. Let's glory hold the planet right now with Enigma. Yeah. Enigma. It's me. I'm here. It's so good to see you, my friend. You're, you're looking kooky. In your little waveform, meaning I don't actually see what you look like. Yes. Yeah, Do you look the same? Uh, I think my yeah my hair is longer I think than the last time you saw me. But other than that, I'm I'm pretty much the same. Oh, you're so you're like all Sven hippie, you know Euro Euro Nigma. Yes, we'll go with that. I am I am Euro Nigma instead of like Euro trash. I am Euro Nigma. You don't have your hair up in in a man bun, do you? I I I do. Yeah. Oh God damn it, Enigma! Dude, it's like a hundred. I am not. No, it is way too hot to keep my hair down all the time. <laughs> all right, I forgive you. I'm just old, but I mean, I technically because I'm like, oh, I just hate the man bun thing. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, you know, in all those like Asian, you know, Japanese photos, like man buns have been around for thousands of years. Yeah. You know, the whole man bun thing. So I'm like, it's not that it's like super new, but it's just, I don't know. It looks weird to me. I'm old. I, I Maybe I'm just butthurt that I don't have any hair except on my back and my fat ass. 
I mean, that's fair. I mean, it's also the same. Like, I, I get I get grumpy at people who like you know turn their nose up at wearing a kilt, and I'm like, literally every culture has had like skirt type things that everybody wore. Like, it didn't matter your gender. No, just well, I mean, it's just access, yeah. man. I like that. The bugs can get there, but so can a lovely hand. Mm-hmm. And and it has, and it, it is delightful. Well, very good. Have you had any other delights that you would like to tell us about Fine Enigma? <laughs> um, I have had got. I've been able to play a couple times recently. Um, getting that l- lovely. I, I've gotten to beat a couple of delightful asses lately. And nice. um, a friend came into town a couple weeks ago, and this was before before they 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 left like right when COVID was hitting, right when lockdown was hitting, and so I haven't like we've kind of, you know we kept in touch over facebook but we haven't seen each other in like two or three years um and so they came into town and we were friends friends with benefits before and so we you know hung out and you know caught up for lost time a little bit did you make penetrato with little enigma i i did in their their mouth okay yeah yeah. hey man penetrato in the mouth is pretty good oh to me oh bro yeah 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 oh (laughs) (laughs) old old enigma got a blowjob and more listeners have now turned off but we're going to talk about anal so stick around we're going to talk about the uh, anal sensations coming up here pretty good well that's a lot of fun and and of course uh, your partner had a good time too because you're you're a giving gentle non-greedy man sexually which I always appreciate about you oh oh, yes yes Uh, they they asked to come a couple of times and um, I also beat them up, which they haven't had in a while. And so they were they were nice and floaty when when I brought, took them home. You know, it sounds strange to the average non kinky person, but to a kinky person, <laughs> she got to come and I beat her up. It just it, it we're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that is that is so nice. It's about as wholesome so- as we get. And that is yeah. that is truly that is kink wholesome mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. It's basically family programming. <laughs> well, Enigma, we have a couple topics we're going to get into, and both of them I like. Why don't you let's do the quick one first, so we can bitch and rant. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, okay. Let's do the the research one first, if if that's okay. Um, sure. So this first article comes from Psychology Today. And it is entitled, When Sex Research and Sex Therapy Clash. So, as we've talked about on the show, because of the taboo that still lingers around sex research, there isn't a lot of it out there yet. Um, That is changing, but with the growth of more research, it does make it a little trickier for uh, sex therapists or therapists in general. Uh, Research is great, but when confronted with a question like, how long long does it take uh, for someone like me to orgasm? That can be tricky to really talk about. Um, you can ta- mm. type the question into Google, get an answer, and then compare them, compare yourself to that answer. Uh, there are a lot more questions within the original, like, what are we measuring? How do you define an orgasm when we're talking external, eternal, etc.? If, sure. if you've ever read uh, or heard the vagina monologues, they have a whole bit about different people describing their vaginas and how their orgasms feel, and every single monologue is extraordinarily different. Right. So... You have Googled, you found out that you're not normal based on some scientific article, and then you brought it to your therapist saying, I'm, I'm not this way. 
And the results brought up tend to show uh, a lot of shame and self-doubt that didn't need to be there. So experience like this really help explain the divide between our limited research and real-world issues that we're still dealing with. In therapy, you work together with your therapist to figure out how to deal with the world and your orgasms and how you, that works for you. So not, ne- not necessarily what the research says. So we maybe need to create a world where someone doesn't have to be normal or fit in uh, within some finite bell curve. Okay. <laughs> now then. Yes. Now then, normally people know because, you know, all my years of hanging out with Mew mm-hmm. taught me to be skeptical of research. And believe me, we're going to have fun doing a little uh, research trashing. Okay. But this topic specifically made me have a different reaction um, based on the fact that in this case that this therapist was talking about was uh, she had a female client that was like, oh, now I feel like I'm broken because I don't match up to these averages that they're talking about. And it takes me, you know, I don't orgasm that way or whatever, whatever. So the whole idea of creating that you come when you want to come and that's the only way to you know spare someone's feelings there's a part of that that i absolutely agree with but then there's also a thing that says hey there's nothing wrong with having research that says we interviewed 10,000 people and the average for a, a normal clitoral orgasm or a normal penetration orgasm is this there's nothing wrong with that and the reason i say that is because you can say okay well i don't match up to that average what if there's a problem Mm -hmm. what if you have a psychological problem about your orgasms and you have some fight or flight issues and and the thing that dr doe talks about and we've talked about on the show i don't know what that name is where it's a mental issue that puts you into fight or flight so you have painful sex or or whatever i don't think in general constantly coddling people because their feelings are hurt that they aren't average i don't think that's necessarily bad because if you're like oh will you just come whenever you want that's okay well what if there's an actual problem right what if this person is having an actual problem it's okay to balance the two out and say well maybe that's what the average is but you don't have to be average if you are in a healthy state of mind you 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 can have an orgasm whenever you want but it but we shouldn't ignore the fact that someone comes to their therapist and says well i'm not like that and so is there a problem do you understand what i'm saying yeah no i i do understand it and i i kind of relate to it a little bit i you know you and I share that, you know, we have some ED issues and, you know, I, I have gotten to a point, it's probably a big reason why I'm Demi. I've gotten to a point where it's like the, the people I interact with, the people that I, I have sex with, they know that. And, you know, I've come to accept that about myself, but it doesn't mean I'm not gonna like, I, I'm, <laughs> I have wonderful medical debt right now because I'm trying to like look into it and see if there's sure. some sort of physiological issue. Why? But I, I definitely think, you know, as articles go, this definitely doesn't really get into the nuance of you can you can find acceptance for yourself, but still, you know, maybe look at what's wrong to see if there's anything, any actual underlying issue or if it's just how your body works. Yeah. And getting back into the research now, we can trash research a little bit mm-hmm. 
because, you know, you and I have to trash research every time. <laughs> research, obviously, because it is, especially in the sexual arena, because it is now just getting to where people are getting funding to do these research, mm -hmm. do this research. Sorry, I'm an idiot. <laughs> That's exciting. But sometimes the sample pools are very small in these research articles. Yeah. Sometimes they're only researching, you know, 20, 50, 100 people. And that, of course, is not going to give you a full scale uh, ability to see the whole world. Right. It's just a small sampling. And then you also have to kind of follow the money. Who's funding this research? Do they have an agenda? Are they trying to develop their research to sell a medicine or sell a product? Or are they a religious organization that they're, you know, researching crime and sexuality or you know what is the agenda of the people doing the research that's something you should also look at as well but in general i'm supportive of more research right i'm absolutely supportive of research but it's just of course if you see statistics and things like that don't take it at face value it may be a very small sample pool yeah and and and, and it's it's the problem that the, the article even touches on too like like the the problem with having so little research that what is out there, you need to look at it harder. It's like the whole thing with COVID. When it first started, we had one or two research studies, and so there we couldn't really make any. We shouldn't have really made any like serious, um, hardcore decisions because we didn't have uh, sufficient data yet. And so, like right now, when we have so few research studies on on just sex in general, to try to base an, your entire opinion on what's going on with you on one or two articles out of one or two articles ever, you definitely need to take that with a grain of salt. I think in general, yeah. And also, as far as the therapists are concerned, let's not get so coddling of our patients' feelings that we ignore that there might be a real issue. Right. And, it's, and, and your job as a therapist is even if the person is quote-unquote abnormal or dysfunctional, your job as a therapist is to help them realize that they're still an amazing person that has an amazing life to live and an amazing mind to explore just because, you know, everyone has something mm -hmm. that's not right or not average or whatever. And that's part of what makes us unique and interesting and the ways that we have to overcome those obstacles and challenges just like you and I with the ED and, and different things, that has developed us into these better people. So don't be afraid of the things that make you dysfunctional, abnormal, whatever, quote unquote, broken, because those are going to create opportunities for you to be a better person. And we shouldn't be afraid of that just because we're afraid that it's going to butt hurt someone's feelings. Thank you very much. So we have one more article. And ironically enough, this is actually more research. So this comes from insider.com, and it is entitled Researchers Uncovered Three Techniques for Female Anal Pleasure About interv uh, After Interviewing Thousands of Women. Let's get into that ass. No, no small sample size here. So <laughs> researchers at Indiana University have, have figured out three techniques for some pleasurable anal sex. The researchers had noticed that most studies about anal pleasure focus specifically on penetration, but not any specific techniques. And they wanted to find out if strategy mattered. So they gathered survey results from over 30,000 poor, poor women and a thousand in-person interviews. So the results of the survey brought three main techniques to the surface. And 
just to preface this, these names are not the most creative things in the world, but they do get the point across. Um, the first one is called anal surfacing or touching around the rim, but not necessarily going in. <laughs> surfing the rim, yeah. bro. I mean, you got to get, get it wet. It. Surfacing, yes. get it. You're surfing, surfing the rim. Yeah. yeah I, okay. No, no, that, that's good. I like that. Um, that was enjoyed by 40% of the women's uh, uh, study. Uh, the next one is called, and again, not the most creative names in the world, anal shallowing, um, or just going inside the anal opening no further than the first knuckle or so. This was enjoyed by 35% of the women. And then mm. anal pairing, or touching slash penetrating the anus at the same time as vaginal clitoral stimulation was enjoyed. Um, this was enjoyed by 40% of the participants. So the article also touches... <laughs> On the main <laughs> safety thoughts for getting into anal sex, lots of lube, take it slow with uh, toys or fingers before you go for straight up fucking, etc. We've talked about this on the show before. Uh, but basically, new new pleasurable touch techniques can be discovered at any age. Uh, the they, they researched everybody from 18 to like 94 years old. Um, what They just want you to explore your pleasure wherever you can. Here, here. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about uh, Enigma. We have played with many buttholes. It's true. There, I have. I was thinking about it while researching this, mm-hmm. and uh, how glorious, how glorious the female butthole is to me. What a special, <laughs> challenging place. Like it's literally. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm I'm a vagina freak as well. Mm-hmm. But there is something that is that is so challenging about a woman's anus. Mm-hmm. There's something that because you know there's so many possible negative experiences that they've had. Because I've I've re what do you call it deprogrammed. I've deprogrammed many negative anal experiences with partners over the years that you know maybe they were young and the person they were with was young and they didn't have any of this research available any of these instructions and they kind of just you know tried to fuck the ass like a pussy and it ripped and it was painful and that was the end of their anal experimentation and that's pretty right, normal right, right. and and now that we have more education I would love to see if more people um, are having less negative experiences with anal. I'm sure it's not a big percentage because, you know, men. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were all young and dumb at some point. But it's just exciting to know that we now have this information that we can talk about all of these techniques openly and find out out of thousands of people studied that you're, these are big percentages. Mm-hmm. for techniques that don't necessarily have to do with fucking an ass. These are things that women find pleasurable in this. And it is a much higher percentage than they used to think because they just categorized anal sex as fucking. And so I love this article and I love the fact that we can tell our listeners and maybe even some of our newer listeners that are uh, getting ready to explore anal or are curious about that for both men and women. It's both pretty much the same thing. The ass is very similar uh, Mm -hmm. in both uh, male and female buttholes, but got to start with some 
some good anal etiquette. Uh, some things that are very important. These before we start digging into these techniques, haha. <laughs> um, always keep your butt stuff. As far as women are concerned, always keep your butt stuff as far away from the vagina as you can. <laughs> yep. And I'm and for for I have to explain. Even if you do all the techniques great, and you give her the best anal experience she's ever had. She comes like thunder. She's like, oh my God, I never knew anal could be so great. You're excited. You're laughing. She's like, I can't wait to do this every day. And then within 24 hours to 48 hours, she starts having burning sensations and smells <laughs> and uncomfortable feelings. And she has to go to a doctor that may or may not be judgmental of the fact that she played with her ass and then go through an entire procedure to deal with a very uncomfortable UTI. No matter how hot the anal was, she will be very reluctant yep. to do it again. So take your time to clean. Take your time to make sure that even if you're just touching the outside and you're not going to penetrate, go wash the butthole. Yep. And keep that and keep your butt stuff away from the vagina if as as best you can. Yeah, and I mean this uh, this article also touches on <laughs> um, the whole idea of you know you don't necessarily have to have penetration to have fun sex. Um, you can play around in the outside. You can play with. You can find different erogenous zones that aren't necessarily the genitals, um, right. and so you don't necessarily have to go um, perfectly inside. I I also wanted to bring up that they do make. Um, I wish I knew what it was called, but I have seen like basically rubber underwear that covers the vagina or the 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 front genitals area um so mm. you can actually have the anal and it actually will help protect the front part from ac from getting any of the um <clears throat> juices that may occur any, any of the poop yeah yeah. You, yeah yeah a uti urinary tract infection occurs when fecal matter makes its way into the urethra and and the bacteria from that then it gets to the infection. It can go really bad. Mm -hmm. It can work its way up inside, and then it gets really, really bad. So, yes, of course, whatever you can do to protect. I don't know how many people are going to want to put on, like, giant rubber underwear. This is fair. <laughs> Unless they're really into, like, latex mm -hmm. or whatever, mm -hmm. and then it becomes, like, a whole thing. Yeah. You know? I think that's cool. Whatever you can do to, uh, to, protect, to protect yourself. And I think this is what's also really good about the second thing that they didn't talk about in this article. They talked about lube and and the anal anus isn't self-lubing blah 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 and that's very very true. But the other thing is is one of the biggest sources of anal pain during intercourse is that fight or flight response in your sphincter that does not want to let go and then you force it through and it sends just fireballs of pain into your brain and all of these techniques that they're talking about here help relax the sphincter and actually then get you ready yeah. for your sphincter to release and then and you've heard it you've heard it from over and over again from people who are very into anal and some people are built for anal and you can literally within 20 seconds you can fuck them you know like a you know 
like a fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at how brilliant and articulate I am. You can fuck him like a fuck. That's very, very um, good word choices, Boogie. Ninety-eight percent of everyone else needs to have their ass warmed up. Yeah, and so all of these little things, like the anal surfacing and the shallowing, and uh, just getting that little bit inside or a small butt plug or stuff like that, all of those help somebody relax enough to where they can then relax that sphincter muscle and then get them prepared for other uh, more penetrative types of play. Yeah, uh, you, you, you got to take your time. Don't rush it. Um, it's a lot more fun if, if you take your time and, um, you know, talk to each other. Invest. Yes, invest. And this is invest in the future of an ass because we watch, you know, hey, dude, I get it. You know, I was a young guy and you watch porn and those chicks take it up the ass like champions. And you're like, that is the coolest thing ever. (laughs) And, you know, but you got to invest and understand that if you treat the butthole with respect, you can have a relationship with that butthole for years to come. Mm hmm. So just take your time. Look at the bigger picture. Keep your eye on the prize. Or the bigger the butthole. Pri- the bigger butthole. <laughs> you can do it, man. You can fucking do it. I want to get a big A on my shirt and be an anal coach. I love it. I'm- you can do that. Go jerk off 20 times first. Smack him in the dick with a fucking ruler. No. <laughs> no, you do not have to fuck her the first time in the ass. And the, the team logo is just a brown star. <laughs> yes. Yes. Ah, Enigma. <laughs> I missed you. I missed you too, Boogie. I missed you, goddammit. I have so much chaos going on over here, but we're still working at it, and it's so fun to just be able to openly talk about this mm-hmm. <laughs> and not have to worry like on my radio, I never mind. I'll I'll tell you about it after okay. the listeners heard it before. Okay, Enigma. If uh, our fine listeners want to get a hold of us, where are they going to contact us? Uh, well, they can find us on Twitter at Perverted Pcast. They can find us on Instagram at Perverted Podcast, and then they can find us on FetLife. There's both a group and a page. Just search Perverted Podcast. Here, here, go play with buttholes. <laughs> Perverted mailbox, bitch, what you gotta say? Yeah, we got mail, Boogie. We got mail. We got mail. I do love it when we get the mails. The mails is good. We got an email from RN, a good, our good friend RN, who says to us, Greetings, perverted podcast. She said it just like that, by the way. <laughs> she wants you to know that. Just writing in to let you know that after two years, I finally got into some kinky fuckery over the weekend and am now officially in my first ever kinky relationship with a sub whose kinks are a near perfect match for my own. Wow. It sounds like she's like digging in. Actually, he or she, I don't know. I think it it's a like, he. I sounds like our end is, is just digging in uh, right into us and going, I found my perfect match. You guys don't have a perfect match. <laughs> That's how I read it anyway. I think you're interpreting that uh, <laughs> wrongly. I Sorry, think people, <laughs> eat, no matter how much we say we're doing horrible i think people are like oh they're just hamming it up you know they get all sorts of sex they're the perverted podcast people 
<laughs> they can't be that pathetic. They can't and- be that drought ridden sexually. <laughs> oh no, you are wrong. Wrong you are, fine listeners. Go ahead and brag. <laughs> it's true. Oh, Aaron, you poor guy. You just stumbled into our little pity party here. Okay. He goes on to say, Kathy Boogie, I want to thank you for all you do. Your show is engaging, fun, and very educational. While I'd been to a couple of play parties in the past, almost everything I know about risk-aware consensual kink came from perverted podcasts. Knowing how to negotiate, knowing how not to be a douchey dom, your constant emphasis on communication skills and honesty with your partner, knowing that it's okay to call red even as a dom. Hell, even the little things like knowing I need to warm up an ass before I spank the hell out of it all came from perverted podcasts. Kathy, you have no idea how good it is to have you back on the show. I loved the guest host, but you're the OG. Boogie, it was awesome to hear you're back in radio and that things are starting to improve for you. I hope it continues. (laughs) And to both of you, your candor and openness about your own struggles have made my own a little easier to bear. Thank you both so much for over 300 episodes of Excellence. That is a delightful email, and it does remind us, Kathy, if we dig our heads out of our asses, Uh we have had a lot more experiences than newcomers. That is obvious. Even though we have a drought right now and and it hasn't (laughs) been all that great, you and I together have had hundreds and hundreds of legitimate kinky experiences we have worked at a big los angeles dungeon and put on literally hundreds of events and parties we have witnessed classes we have taught classes we have seen and done many many wonderful kinky things and to be able to share that with an audience who most of which are newcomers to the kink they don't care that we're in a drought our experiences that we've had are still valuable just because the date has changed on the timestamp. It is very important for people who have a lot of experiences to share that because there are so many fuck ups that you and I have made and have witnessed in our years in that active lifestyle that are very priceless things. I wish I would have known. And it's so exciting to hear somebody that's like, yeah, I didn't have to make some of those mistakes because you guys sucked. (laughs) So true. (laughs) There's something very validating about that. And of course, uh, you know, we didn't always suck. and, And some of the things we've done have been incredible and worked out very well. But it is so important, and that's why I'm so grateful, not just for Perverted Podcast and our opportunity to do this here, but all of the sex-positive podcasts, all of the teachers, all of the Dr. Does and people like that out there that are taking their best information and sharing it so hopefully more people can have more success. Because just like we talked about in the last thing, it's a... It's an easy thing to blow. 
the opportunity to be a kinky person for the rest of your life. It's very, very easy to have some bad first experiences and be completely turned off to the process and never again explore your kinky side. And that literally drives me insane to think about all of the millions of people out there that will never be able to honestly explore their legitimate desires because there was nobody there to tell them, yeah, you're going to make some mistakes and maybe here's some things to avoid. But in general, it's going to be amazing. Right. Um, yeah, I got to tell you, um, isn't wasn't that one of our pins? We, we fuck up so you don't have to. <laughs> who was that? Lazarus? <laughs> yes, who made those pins for us. Fucking, what happened to Lazarus? <laughs> I haven't heard from that guy in a million years. I hope he's doing okay. He was awesome. <laughs> it really was. It, it's we have great listeners. Uh, I I just enjoy getting these emails so much. I've said it before. Boy, I really hope you guys believe me when you hear me say it's your communication with us that keeps us going. So, it, thank you so much, RN. I sorry I fucked it up and called you a girl at the beginning. <laughs> hey, Kathy, <laughs> some of us don't care. You can call me a girl every day. I don't think it's going to make anyone upset. Okay. <laughs> call me your little girl, Kathy. You're my little girl, Boogie. Mm, mm, mommy. <laughs> oh, God, please don't. <laughs> mommy, can I suckle at your breast? No, you certainly cannot. Can you, can you put a pigtail wig on me? You are going to give me fucking nightmares, I swear <laughs> to God. I'll just sit. Yeah, that's it. I'm going to hit unrecord right now. Mama. Oh, God, that is disgusting. I'm a good girl. I think we need to end this show because we have hit an all-time low if you start going, my mind's making <laughs> suckling noises. Oh, Kathy, let me tell you, this isn't even half as low as you and I are <laughs> capable of going. That's true. We're desperately kicking. <laughs> like like when fucking the guy was going to be eaten by Jaws and he's sliding down the boat into his mouth. That's That's us. That's our show. That's <laughs> We're just so constantly- true kicking to not enter the mouth of Jaws. Oh, that's a terrible ending to that movie. That's just <laughs> awful. That is us. Slowly making our way down into the, the, the gaping maw of Jaws. No, let's just shove a tank in there and blow that shark to shit and get out there and start getting some dick and badge. I'm all for that. Let's do it. Well then, Yay! That is the end of show 361. Thank you to all of our amazing listeners who keep both Boogie and myself motivated to continue recording. Well, that's right. No pressure intended. But without you and your support, Patreon, we would have no reason to go on. So farewell, my friends. Keep us in your thoughts. Patreon. And don't forget, we do this all for you. Thank you so much, Kathy. If you are interested in uh, supporting Perverted Podcast and or sponsoring and selling a product, we can help you do that. We have sponsorships now available. Give us a call. <laughs> PervertedPodcastGmail.com. You're on Zane Tango. Zane's here waiting for you. Oh, my God. Zane. The fucking lame name. <laughs> You're just looking to get fired, aren't you? <laughs> You know, sometimes you just got to be a rebel, Kathy. Sometimes mm -hmm. you just got to be a rebel. Thank you guys so much for checking in with us and uh, and being a part of this magic bus ride. And yeah, we do bitch a lot, but you know what? I'm still pretty okay. 
I'm yep. still pretty okay, Kathy. I would love to get back into the scene and do a bunch of stuff. But man, when I look back on all the stuff that I have been able to do in my life because I had people willing to show me things that I didn't have to blow those situations, I'm really excited to be a, a, a part of a group of people that are trying to do this as best as they can. And I hope that we can come back next week and talk about more topics that you guys are interested in on show 362. Your balls are slightly oversized When you're typing on the internet Your poopy diapers make you cry You compensate by talking shit You're the big bad racist, misogynist rapist Lonely in your little room You're just sad cause you're only yanking off two pictures of celebrity side boobs Cyberbuller! Cyberbuller! Your butt hurt cause girls ignore you Like you're such a fucking catch Unemployed living in your mama's basement With your pee jug and your microwave hot pockets Don't you know that the more you hate The more it just proves you were insecure about your dick We're not fooled by a temper tantrum thrown by a cum splat jerk Who hides behind the internet Cyberbullying There's no conspiracy, it's a fact, you're a turd, smelly turd. Now that we're ganging up, back on you, tables turned, will you learn? Will you learn? Will you learn? Probably not. Will you learn? Probably not. Will you learn? Probably not. You rectal probing fly, bark, fungus face, psychopath, pimple ass, cannibal, no life, stupid fuck! Cyberbully! Cyberbully! Take your antisocial bitterness. And the emo hates you, ooze. And go live in the wilderness. You can cry to the trees when a bear butt rapes you. Cyberbullying! Go away, it's not our fault you can't get laid. Cyberbullying! The internet's not real life, okay? Cyberbullying! Cyberbully, eat a monkey dick, go slap yourself and die of AIDS.